0: If you know me or you listen to my podcasts or videos, then you know how much I love music and dancing and using music and movement as a way to shift my state, get into uh, an empowering state of being and just feel good overall. So in today's episode, I'm really excited because I actually have one of my favorite musicians on the show. Aquanimous. And some of you may know his music. Some of you may be new to him. Well, you're going to know him now. So Equanimous is a music producer, DJ, and multi-instrumentalist. He creates such beautiful, high vibrational music. And it, it just, it, It's on like all my playlists. So you're just going to have to check it out for yourself. So he is known for his deep bass, beautiful melodies, live looping, and creative rhythmic beats that take people into a state of euphoric dancing and heart-centered bliss. Yes, please. That's why I love his stuff. So make sure that, you know, after you listen to this podcast, you go check him out on Spotify and check out the show notes so that you know where to find him, connect with him on Instagram. And we're going to jam out. We're going to jam out on all things music, spirituality, UFOs, all the goods. So without further ado, let's welcome Equanimous onto the show. Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire... a massive impact in the world, and it's time. So let's do this. Welcome to the show, Nate. I am so excited to have you here and jam out on all the things. I'm a huge fan of your music also, as I've already shared, and I'm really just pumped to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's been nice to kind of like see, you know, your different stories and, you know, sneak peeks and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember like last month, one of my friends tagged me um, in one of your shows. She's It was like, Quantumus is playing, you know, December, whatever. And I was like, oh shit, I'm totally going to go. Rounded up a crew of friends. Uh, And then shortly after you connected with me online and I'm like, oh shit, this
1: is so (laughs) cool. And I think we like, I think this was you, but I remember, I remember I was in, there's the first show that, that I had in Austin Mm -hmm. and I said something like, I didn't know that it was you but you just happened to be right there. And I think I said something like, is the sound okay or something like that? Or do you remember this moment at all or no, Maybe not. Um, Maybe, but
0: maybe. I I
1: think it was you, but I just don't, I don't remember exactly what I said, but then looking back on it, I was like, oh, that's the same person.
0: (laughs) Ah, That's so funny. Well, I'm glad we connected. I, I've been listening to your music for the last, like, I don't know, a year and a half. And it's on all my playlists and I just, I love it. I love it. Share it with all my friends. It's uh, just just such a great vibe and I I have so much appreciation for music in general. It's a huge part of my um, practice, my journey, getting my vibe right. Yeah. And yeah, I always appreciate artists.
1: Thank you. No, I I really do appreciate that. Um, Sounds like you feel the medicine that I'm aiming to share and um, you know, it's because of, people listening to the music that allows me to make more of it yeah spend more time on it
0: and, and I would love to dive into that a little bit more yeah, of like sure. what you're first of all I, I would love to hear a little bit of your journey making your sure. music like what like have you always been into music has this like um evolved into what you're doing more of now as you've been on your spiritual path
1: yeah definitely um well, I grew up as a kid making music. So there was never a time where I wasn't making music. You know, I was playing music on trees, on couches. I, like I was playing drums on, on these things. And um constantly just, even as a baby, being exposed to music, going to shows, there was never a time where I wasn't linked in with music. Mm. Um Obviously, you know, my journey is, you know, I could... They share the whole thing, it would take hours and hours. But um, I, you know, just kind of some key points, I guess, have been um, teaching myself how to play a lot of instruments and not being very disciplined in terms of like, I, I still don't know how to read music, um, but I can play uh, multiple instruments. And I think a lot of musicians are that way these days, actually. But um, yeah, music has always just been something that has been really present in my life, whether that was, you know, listening to emo in high school to help with my teenage emotions, (laughs) to like, you know, learning how to dance and listening to dance music to, you know, feeling all warm and soft and cozy to some beautiful acoustic meditation music, you know, so it's always been extremely present in my life in all realms and um yeah you know I just kept following that and I think at one point I think after I tried doing non-musical things for a little bit like as a as a profession Mm. I think once I tried those that it just I realized I don't know if it was a conscious realization but I just it came to me that no in order for me to actually be in my dharma and in my um highest joy that I actually need to put my energy into music as a profession, as that vibration, Yeah, which, um, you know, obviously changes a lot of things and it's, you know, we're told that it's something that is very challenging. And Mm -hmm. of course, I think to many, it is very challenging, especially because in order to be successful, you need to, um, you need to be talented is one part of it. And you also need to know how to monetize it. Yeah. Which is a huge thing that most musicians don't know how to do. I went to school to learn that basically from music oh, wow. business when I was in um, Syracuse University. And uh, and I was in a, a, like a program called the Bandier Program, and, and we learned about a lot of these things. And I, you know, even though I was much more on the musical end, I think I've taken a lot of what I've learned in my later years and applied it. So I, I wasn't necessarily applying them immediately, but um, as I as I kind of opened up spiritually as a being and was able to be the person that I felt was, you know, most aligned with how I truly wanted to express myself. Mm-hmm. As I tuned that muscle, it, it, the, one of the reflections and one of the kind of almost like side effects of that good side effect, I guess, is that it allowed me to be a musician in the way that I want to be. And yeah. so I'm, I'm now like, you know, I've, I've planted the seeds. I mean, the seeds were planted a long time ago and now, and, and I've been watering them and now I'm like maintaining and figuring out how to thrive and make the plant even bigger. Yeah. So that's kind of, to kind of wrap it up in terms yeah. of like the whole journey, that's, That's, I guess, one way of explaining it.
0: Wow. And now you have, like, hundreds of thousands of listeners and are traveling all over the world, playing your shows and, like, spreading the vibe, which is freaking awesome to see. Thanks.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it feels good. It feels, you know, it's... um, it feels good to be in a space where I am able to support myself. I think that was kind of like the first step is, all right, let's like cover my needs, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, and now, you know, once, now that I've achieved that, I'm now on the journey of being able to thrive. Okay. How do I, how do I thrive now? You know, I've, I've like gotten to the place where I can survive now, how do I thrive? And, and I think that's the journey that I'm on now, is, um, is turning the desire to survive, is, or I guess the desire to survive is now transforming into the desire to thrive. Mm. And so I'm f- just following those desires and doing the best that I can with it.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. And so how long have you, have you always been like, uh, has your DJ name always been Aquanimous? Is that like a no, new I thing? Went through, I want to hear uh, the story about that. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I could take you through all the different names. That's something I really haven't shared much. So that's a fun thing. Um, the first, the first thing when I was, I think it was 12. The first, I guess the first group I was ever in, I think it was called Firebird X. It was like, we were kind of like Linkin Park, but not at all. <laughs> um, X. then my kind of like my high school days, I went by against the majority. Obviously, kind of more in the emo, Goo Dolls, Blink-182, Taking Back Sunday type space. Cool. And then right, And then um, in college, in college, I actually had a project. Um, I, it was like my name, Nate Stein, but I spelled it N-8-S-T-9. And it was like so different. It was like pop music, I was in a fraternity, I was living with Drew Taggart from the Chainsmokers. It was like the, this whole, wow. like, this whole like different scene and culture. Um, and I was like kind of making fun of alcohol culture then. And I had to do a lot of healing to come out of that. But, um, yeah, that, that was a whole chapter, I guess. Um, one of my songs ended up doing relatively well, just in the college space. Um, so I was n eight ST9 Nate Stein, then I kind of had this, started to have these spiritual awakenings. It's just like, well, this is, I can't do this. This is not, not my vibe. So um, I was in a group called Winding Ridge. That was the name of, of my project then. And then, then when I graduated, I kind of just tried to take on the name Nate Stein a little bit, which didn't really f- fully feel like my artistic expression. Um, so that quickly did not feel right to me and then um when i then i went i tried to go back to the other nate stein n8 st9 from this new angle and i put out an album there which like it got some blog love and and plays but not nearly what i wanted Um, and it wasn't the true sound that i wanted and then i was in a, a group called neon satori and we were like, uh, we are kind of like Papadosia, like a psychedelic kind of jam band, electronic thing going on loop cool. looping. That was super cool. Um, but I had this moment where I actually, I saw Tycho play live and I was amazed by how tight they were, like how mm. good that band was. And I was like, this band's never going to be this good. What am I even trying to do? And I immediately just left the band. It was like, wow. silly and, and realized that I kind of just needed to find my own sound and do my own thing. So I like kind of, I didn't take off from music. Like I had this project called the Silent Eagle. I, I kind of just was like, you know, I was at that time I was like doing an app, running an app company and I was like uh, just doing other things. And I don't know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't until kind of going through some hardships and doing different things that. I, and then I did a Vipassana that I really kind of learned the word equanimous and came into equanimous and realized that I can kind of be this hybrid DJ that's using lots of organic sounds and I can just do whatever I want and, and run it all under this brand. Wow. And um, so I've been equanimous for about five years. Cool. Say, for this year and been. for for those who don't know what equanimous means, what does that yeah, it mean? Yeah, um, so it comes from equanimity, which to be equanimous means uh, you're equally reactive, non-reactive, even-minded, well-balanced. Um, I like to say it's kind of like the opposite of impulsivity. Mm. I guess not really, because impulsivity—opposite of that would be like thoughtfulness. But in a way, but I, you know, equanimity and being equanimous. Just um, the way that I conceptualize it is like, as a human being, there's constantly things going in and out. Like you know, Rumi's poem, the guest house. I don't know if you're familiar with that poem, but about mm. how people come in and out and. Emotions will come in and out. And being quantumist is just to allow that process to happen and to not react from it, which from a spiritual standpoint, people often associate that with like fear. Like if you're not feeling good or you're feeling fear, then it's a practice to not be reactive towards that fear, and, but to allow it to be there, to mm-hmm. not. Because being suppressive is still being reactive. And that's one whole thing. But the other whole thing is to experience that through excitement when you're feeling a lot of excitement and love and high energy things to be able to be non-reactive to those. You'd think it'd be counterintuitive. Yeah. Of like, no, like you want to express your joy and all that <laughs> stuff. And all that is great and good and awesome and beautiful. And I totally encourage it. And there's also value in allowing excitement and love and different things to build, you know, and, and that gets into the whole tantric space and all that. But, um, yeah, I guess that's kind of a longer definition on equanimity and being equanimous.
0: i very cool. And thanks for sharing that.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. And
0: and you're doing amazing since uh, this shift into your own, making your own sounds and the type of music you make is, in my experience, is pretty unique of, I mean, like a sure, lot of yeah. different
1: sounds. It's got like, I don't know, there's such a wide range of things that I've Right, noticed. and that's, And I'm learning that. I just need to embrace that. At first I was like, I gotta be this one genre. Thank you. But but what I realized too is that that's actually the most aligned thing I could do for being equanimous. Yeah. Because that's the whole point is that all these things come in and out, but to be equanimous when they, when that happens is the whole idea. So, um, yeah, so it's been a really, that's been a recent kind of revelation and I've just recently started to accept that, you know, like Mm. I, I, am like back to back releasing these like beautiful songs with like no beat and a full you know string quartet and piano and guitar and then my next one is like this bass banger like this synthy <laughs> thing you know and that's i think and some of them are like really play.
0: flowy and like relaxing and like ooh, like nice yeah, and
1: thank you <laughs> i appreciate that yeah i
0: like that, that you add your beatboxing too it's like there's so much expression in the range of the the music that you have and also like uh, giving that to people who are listening to it and allowing them to, I don't know,
1: just use your music as medicine Mm, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the goal. And I've said this many times, you know, and I've actually said this on other podcasts too, but, um, you know, there's, there's something about making music from a vibrational place of clarity and health and, um, um, excitement and bliss and love and joy rather than like using music to vent and be emotional, which sure there on some of my tracks there 's plenty of emotions, and that 's great, and I also do find there is a very healing aspect to um, to have music out there that actually is holding a vibration of just like n- not necessarily with a ton of emotion but just joy and bliss i guess that 's mm-hmm. an emotion yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's something that I'm still, you know, exploring. And yeah.
0: How do you view music as, like, a tool for healing and raising your vibration?
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's a lot. Like, lyrically, first of all, just to get that out of the way, lyrically, it's mantras, right? So, mm-hmm. like, I make sure that all my music has good lyrics, good mantras, things that you want to get stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. Not, like, I hate things. You want to get stuck in your head like, I am love. I am, the, you know, like good things because you're programming yourself through music. So lyrically, you're programming yourself. And then, um, you know, it can be healing in multiple ways. One is if you're feeling alone and sad and you listen to that music that just makes you cry, it's very cathartic and it can make you feel bigger than you. You know, there's that aspect. And then there's like the whole feel good, like just dance, written like, like an actual like, you know, will make you like, boom, boom. I
0: love that bass.
1: Yeah. You know, like that, it'll like, you know, like it'll make you feel in different ways and it can move things in your body on a cellular level, you know? So, um, yeah, to know these things is, is really good. And I, I actually spent like, there's these things called sub packs. You know what a sub pack is? No. It's like a thing you put on your back. And it vibrates the bass to your back, so it mm. gets those lower frequencies that a speaker can't get to. Oh wow! And it's really cool. Check them out, subpack. They're actually sponsoring them. Oh cool. Subpack plug, um, <laughs> but um, um, but um, I haven't plugged them in years, so it feels good to even share. But um, awesome. they, uh, I, I made a a bass tone with the subpack where I was just like, for like weeks, just like listening to this one tone and getting it to like, okay, well, how do I like, what does this make my back feel like right now? And just really getting to a place where I was like, all right, this is the most good feeling vibration with this bass. And then I I actually take that bass and I underlie it. That's not the right word. Whatever the word is, that means underline, underline, whatever, (laughs) I like layer it on pretty much in almost every song that I do, there is that bass tone on the bass on top of whatever bass I'm using just to kind of give it some sub and oomph Um, from a place where it's like, all right, I trust this bass. This is going to be the lowest note most likely, like, or not the lowest note, but the lowest set of notes that are being used in this track. And I trust it. And even if people don't realize that they are feeling it, Mm -hmm. they are actually receiving a tone that I spent weeks on just to, develop so it would feel good and healing and like put the intention and the love into it and the inspiration and the health and the joy and all that
0: wow that's awesome it's so powerful what sound frequencies can do
1: um, on oh a cellular like level that we, yeah
0: yeah oh you my god i just bed, tried right? that i just I tried that like two weeks ago for the yeah, first time i did I'm it like right one. after
1: you did oh yeah. you did oh, yeah yeah i went there right after you did oh and, you know, like, make music for them and for nice. like i am going to go on the bed and develop music from the bed
0: oh that would really
1: be feel. awesome yes yeah, it's plugged in the sound bed too that's super cool the
0: opus sound bed yeah, the opus sound yeah bed. Oh, man, it's awesome i can't wait to get one i'm so
1: excited that blew my mind that's a oh, whole i, I know of, i know i mean blew my mind
0: <laughs> and it's so easy to have one too but yeah
1: right. did you do the the thing where they played you uh uh, Ganga Beyond and like the different Little
0: Moon, Little David. Moon, yeah,
1: yeah, the, yeah. David, yeah. I texted David right after because the first track was his also. The Moon of the Symphony. I don't know if you.
0: Oh really? That. I like, think yeah. he think he was playing the same too. Yeah, one same of them day. was just instrumental. One of them was
1: right, was, and I hit him up right after. I was like, bro, this I couldn't even hold it in. I was like, this sound, uh, so-. yeah, it was so cool.
0: Yeah, so awesome, beautiful. I've actually been starting to get into music more myself lately. Really? Um, in my, in
1: my
0: well. Day. I, I've i been, like a while ago, I was making like little, we call them mantra melodies <laughs> where oh, I, I would make it. little jingles of like my own little short songs that would get stuck in my head, that would get stuck in other people's heads. Mm-hmm. And I kind of started sharing them. That's great. But I want to eventually maybe possibly take things a little further I wrote, I wrote this one song. It's called You're a Star that I want to record professionally. And I've been that. working with a vocal coach um, o- over the last year because uh, I want to start doing some light language songs
1: too eventually. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been getting into that a little bit. Yeah, the, the beautiful thing about music is that you don't have to actually know anything about music. Yeah. And you don't actually have to do anything that you don't want to do because there are millions of people out there that do different things involved in music. Mm. And as long as you're open to, there's a little bit of stigma, I feel like around delegating in music, but as long as you're open and you've kind of like, you don't care about the stigma. And as long as you're open to allowing yourself to delegate parts of music that you don't necessarily feel like you're an expert in, Mm. you can do anything you want. You can produce any track you want, however you want to, as long as you're just properly delegating the different things.
0: Nice, like what do you what specifically do you mean by like
1: what are if you, you have a song that you are working on let's say like you have these mantras, right you like mm-hmm. have these melodies my year of star song it's going to be a hit year of star right, <laughs> so like for example, in this year of star song, you got like a melody i'm assuming and some words it's a whole thing, it's yeah. a whole thing. do you have like music behind it yet or no?
0: I actually, I found a track, which is really funny, just like a freestyle beat on YouTube, yeah. Yeah. and i did it with that for now, like just to Great. have it, but I obviously would probably have someone make so like, it's
1: so yeah, it's so easy. You just find another producer, be like, Hey, I want it to sound like this. Yeah. Here's, here's your inspiration. Make this beat. And my here's voice fi- is way better. For yeah.
0: Right.
1: You say, here's $500. Make this beat done. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you have your beat that you own. And then, and then you pay uh, someone $50 an hour to go into a studio to record it. He's, he, he goes or she, or they being all inclusive here (laughs) They we'll go with they, for this scenario. Okay. Mm -hmm. They go, you go to them and, and they, um, you know, make this, they record you with the beat that is already existing. And then they edit you for like a little thing. It takes like two hours just to like do your thing. You pay them a hundred bucks. Then you give it to a mastering engineer, pay them 50 bucks to master Uh it. And you've got your track, and you've spent six hundred and fifty dollars, and you own the whole thing, and it's your wow. creation.
0: And then it's easy to put it like on Spotify.
1: Yeah, and then you, and then you, watch a couple YouTube videos on how yeah. to do that properly. Sweet. You know? And then you, and then you put it up. I mean, there's like way putting out music, and like that's a whole strategic thing. Right? Yeah. And I I have a course on that actually. Oh shit. Um, you go to the independentartist.org it's a course that Heather Christie and I did on that, on like what to do now. It's like, what, what do I do now? Um, so that, that stuff like that'll kind of explain everything, but you know, there's a lot of content of what to do and how to do it. Yeah. You really, you're either taking one of two routes, right? You're either pitching something to a label or you're independently releasing. Which A lot of people are
0: independent now.
1: Right. But the thing about being independent is you need to be your own label or else Mm -hmm. you're just failing. So if you're going to release independent, what it really means is you're also the label. So either you're pitching to a label or you're a musician and you're your own label. But if you Mm -hmm. don't view it like that, you're not, the chances of kind of like getting lucky and like just getting on one of these players are very, very, very slow. I'm talking like 0.01% type slow.
0: To getting what?
1: the 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 chances of an independent artist having success without the mindset of I need to be my own label oh is got extremely it extremely slim because you're putting yourself at a huge disadvantage because you're not doing the things you need to be doing it's almost like it's almost like writing a book and then just expecting it to show up in bookstores yeah what do you mean the book what do you mean this company didn't just randomly find my book and ask me if they would put it in. no mm-hmm. that's not how that works you know so it ha—it's. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Yeah. But I'm just saying the odds are very, very low. So it's important to go into these situations either someone else is the label, or you're the label.
0: Yeah. That's cool. And you work with a lot of different artists.
1: I do. Yeah. 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 I have a label. All I do. Label. High Five Records. Yeah. Sweet. So so. You know, we do that whole thing. I have a you know a team who does. You know, I don't at this point my time is much, much more focused on Equanimous. There was like a solid year where it was very, very heavily focused on High Vibe Records, more so than Equanimous. But now that I have a full team and I have a label manager, my role at this point is really just like listening to music and deciding if I want to put it out or not. And then everything is streamlined from there.
0: What is your vision with High Vibe Records?
1: Like, Um, big vision with all of this? Yeah, I mean, long-term, I view High Vibe Records as the conscious record label in the mainstream space. Mm. That's how I view it. So I I see it as the mainstream label in the conscious space and the conscious label in the mainstream space. That's awesome. That's just how I see it, yeah. And I don't know what that, but how it's going to get there, what's going to happen. But that's, you know, that's what I'm... Uh, that's what I've kind of been like under the surface holding and we'll just, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with it.
0: I like it. I haven't even listened to like the radio or mainstream stuff in like the longest oh, yeah. time. Me, like yeah. once in a while, I'll put on a little hip hop if I'm working out. You yeah, know? it's
1: nice to check in every now But
0: uh, <laughs> for the most part, it's just all like- It's all the same at this yeah. point. Like so I know. Crazy. And some of it's like, wow, is this really what I'm listening to? I
1: know. There's some lyrical things that <laughs>
0: Freaky. I know. know. And, and the vibration of, of yeah, it's it's way different.
1: I feel like a lot of those songs are just like, I'm a computer, you're a computer. <laughs> you know, just like, let's program each other without each other knowing, yeah. Yeah, like, whatever, oh my God. You know,
0: it's yeah. not a
1: bad song. That's actually not. Bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's way different. Way, way different. Yeah. So I want to take a little left turn here. Great.
1: Let's turn left. Because
0: I know that you're into UFOs and aliens and I'm a fellow oh, yeah. alien. And Oh, that's great. Oh uh, yeah. Do you know from where? <laughs> I don't. It's yeah, funny. I don't like I, I've thought about that and I'm like, I want to say certain things and I'm like, yeah, but am I just saying that because everyone else says that? Like maybe I'm from a bunch of places, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. I don't know. The I've thought about this is just this kind of a side thing on the side thing, but uh, <laughs> you mentioned the word alien and I've been told that like the politically correct term is extraterrestrial. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, but wait, do they really care? Or is that just us being like super far left, <laughs> like towards the alien issue? I, just don't, an alien, you know?
0: I don't think they I really don't care.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. When I tune into it, it feels like, Feels like they don't really care, but it almost feels like a little more respectful to say "ET" or "extraterrestrial."
0: I I, I do. Mm -hmm. I I say a lot of things interchangeably. I like calling people my alien brothers or my alien sisters. Yeah, just because like we get each other. But I also say extraterrestrials.
1: I also say star family or star star beings. So, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, right? We don't know. I don't (laughs) know. I don't know. I don't have, you know, tangible physical proof on any of that stuff. Um, I am. Fascinated by what is tangible and, and proven. And, you know, I mean, the fact that a government official went on 60 Minutes and talked about how there's thousands of aliens in the sky all the time, every day. Sorry, when aliens, was that? Thousands Which of was, UFOs. There's well, a, it, it happened in June.
0: Oh, shit. I've seen different things. There's literally the...
1: on 60 Minutes. I'm talking like the wow. most media mainstream thing. A government official goes on there and says, there are thousands of mm-hmm. UFOs in the sky that are dismantling nuclear weapons. Wow. And we don't know what they are, and we see them every day. They see and them every day? Every day, thousands does, of them.
0: How do they see them and- uh, They see
1: people? the UFOs, because they're, they're, they're pilots. They're oh, pilots, you can see okay, them. okay, got to go see Yeah, they're, they're like, they're government, you know, doing these things. There's got to be a ton of research out there. There's got to yeah. be a ton of stuff happening. I do not know. Did uh, extraterrestrial create Bitcoin? Maybe. Did, was it the CIA? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. But like, there's just obviously a lot of unanswered questions. And, you know, the fact that we are living in a planet in space, mm-hmm. we are on a planet in space, something I like to remind people, we are in space right now. Yep. We are extraterrestrials. We are On in space. a giant
0: rock, a traveling giant, at yeah. thousands of miles per hour. We are
1: moving. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that, you know, there's, I just... I feel like there's, whether it comes in the form of a light beam or it comes in the form of something else or whatever, I mean, there, there, whether it's a spirit, whatever it is, like there are, you know, I feel like there are definitely, without a doubt, some sort of extraterrestrial something yeah. somewhere.
0: <laughs> Same. And, uh, I personally think that we're going to have open contact in the next two to four years. like where 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 everyone knows i think i mean like where everyone sees everyone knows it's like all over that's just what i think
1: i think uh, i wouldn't be surprised at this point i don't see what else could stop the whole covid thing and i know i don't want to go into that (laughs) but i also don't see what else could i mean there could be other things to stop it i feel like
0: I, I actually feel like
1: vibe with what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is a bigger thing mm-hmm. and it, it, and it's not bigger. Like, okay, there are UFOs in the sky. Great. That wasn't bigger. Mm-hmm. No one really even like, you didn't even know that, you know, you didn't know that there was a 60 minutes thing when I shared that. Right. And that should be huge. Everyone should know that Yeah, uh, there's on 60 minutes you <laughs> know, and not, not that 60 minutes is a big show or anything. I mean, it doesn't have a big viewership anymore. It's just that, that symbolizes a certain type of information, mm. you know, that's being willing, that's being willed to be shared amongst multiple people. So, yeah, I mean, I'm very curious to see what happens to see like what will be shared with the public. Um, what will be believed. Yeah. Um, you know,
0: have you seen, see. have you seen Steven Greer's? Stephen
1: yeah. Encounters. Greer. The third encounters yeah. Of this, yeah. Are there fifth encounters. S- it S- encou- something. Something. Encounters I forget this, what it's called. Comment. Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Maybe. Was it fifth, fifth or time? Sixth? Sixth kind. One or one, the, one, one the other. I, I, had, <laughs> one of them. I enjoyed it. Um, he's obviously on top of his game.
0: Like, oh yeah. You
1: know, yeah. So I have you had
0: any? Have you had any like specific uh, experiences yourself when it comes to UFOs or aliens?
1: Um, dreams, for, yeah, like for, actual sightings. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Sure, here and there. <laughs> um, the. The most like material thing has been that I did see what I would consider to be a UFO in the sky. Mm. Um, very, it was in Sedona. Of I was, course, I, I, I was like, I I've seen see them UFO. there. Yeah, and I, I was sitting there for a little while. I'm, it's not like it just happened, but I did see one, and it went across the sky. Um, way faster than a plane, but slower Mm. than a shooting star. And then I had this belief, like, are all shooting stars, just UFOs, (laughs) which is, I don't know if that's how that works, but, um, I had that thought that would be probably the closest. What about you? Have you had any like really impactful, like,
0: yeah, um, in Sedona? Um, well, I've always, I've had weird dream experiences my whole life. I could write a book just about these dream experiences with different things happening. Um, but that will get too long if i started talking sure, about that yeah, yeah. but in you sedona that book. Yeah, yeah. i probably will yeah. in sedona um last year or last not this past summer the summer before and october again i went not this past september so a year ago i we went on a ufo sightseeing thing with oh. me, me and my girlfriends and so they give you the night vision goggles and uh, like a laser pointer. So say me and you went and I had right. my laser pointer and I'm like la- I point it so that you could see what I'm looking at.
1: Yeah, and like okay. we would
0: all see them through the the night vision. Wow. And like how you said, they look like and they they, sh- they explain the difference of airplanes, satellites, and shooting stars and which right. ones are the UFOs so that you would know. And oftentimes they would move so fast or they would they would look like a shooting star, but they would like light up and then like disappear right. or sometimes there would be a triangle formation or three in a row right. in a line. Right. And uh, we saw tons of them.
1: Yeah. Right. They're all there. Yeah. The night vision. How, what did that do? It just made you. So, uh...
0: so when you look it through the night vision, it's way easier to see, like you could see them very clearly. That's amazing. Um, you'll see like the little dots moving, Right. And some of them are bigger. And sometimes when you flashed the laser at them, it would light up. And then, wow. yeah, and it was it's
1: so cool.
0: way different than a plane. And then I started seeing them without the night vision. The second time I went to Sedona, I saw them without the night vision goggles. And there was a couple bigger ones that we saw, wow. which were super fast. So it was easy to be like, oh, what, what was that? But right. like the little ones were very easy to see. And they would, they would dart off like super fast or they would take like a zigzag.
1: Do you feel like they're inherently good or inherently bad or both? Or do you have any feelings on like their spirit or their moral, like loving spirit? Because I I feel like they're loving, but I'm curious.
0: Well, I think that like anything, there's, there could be one or the other. I think that for the most part. So
1: you're, so, so just real quick. So you think that they operate in a realm where there can be one or another
0: well Do you know it's, what I'm well you I don't know if you're familiar with the negative alien alliance stuff
1: I've heard about some of it. I don't know as much as. I haven't
0: haven't gone super into it either because I don't really care to, but uh, because I prefer to focus on. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) But apparently there are um, beings that don't have our highest good in mind because they are focused on self-serving themselves and harvesting energy and supposedly um, I know this sounds really out there, but supposedly, um, they've been harvesting energy on earth in the form of, uh, feeding on people's fear. And that's why you see every, a lot of things that are going on today uh, is they're feeding on the energetic frequency of fear and it's giving them whatever energy power, whatever, whatever for their own self-serving good. So this is like, you know, I'm not going to go super into it, but, um, Like in general, I I feel that there are energies or spirits or entities out there that may not have the best good in mind for people. But I also believe that if we focus on our own vibration and claiming our space and, you know, focus on love and gratitude, whatever, none of that stuff can actually do anything. So that's kind of my take on it. Um, There are a lot of um extraterrestrials that are helping the planet though like a lot a lot
1: i feel this too and
0: it always goes back to like the one anyway doesn't it like the oneness is that what you meant yeah, by like
1: I mean, do you- no no i i was i mean that's a whole other thing Is like because there's oneness within our planet and then there's oneness within everything you know but but yeah. no, i was more referring to like um the concept of like good and evil,
0: I don't really that
1: exists in alien. Yeah, well, it realm.
0: probably doesn't. What we would consider evil right. is one thing, but do yeah. they? They like there may be. Do
1: they even think like what? That's you know, what I'm like, saying. They
0: like, for example, like the the supposedly the ones that are trying to control the planet and feed on fear or whatever. Mm. To them, that that may be like a completely neutral.
1: there's, there's there's no, there's there's no no
0: good or bad or whatever, but, but we, of course, you know, have empathy and compassion and are conscious. And so, yeah, there's some things that like, look at what's going on in the world today. You know, it's pretty fucked up and again, you get pretty upset about it and we can label it shitty and messed up and all that. But at the end of the day, we really just need to focus on what What do we want to create in this world? Right. What do we want to? Right. We're, we're all creators what do, What kind of world do we want to live, in? what kind of day do we want to have? what kind I of I fully
1: agree and and to like even bring it back to the music too to to like just vibrate at mm. a certain vibration of mm-hmm. love and joy and you know good feelings. yeah I do feel like you know through through music and humanity and all those things, I do feel like that is an action in spreading love oh, yeah. You know, because then you're emanating that you're, you know, I mean, it's, it's obvious. You know, it's it's important.
0: Yeah, in so many ways, like the the vibrations of it, the the way that music makes us feel, mm. the the singing of singing expression, dance yeah, expression, yeah, singing sure. the mantras and the the lyrics yeah. that empower you. My 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 high the highlight of my day is the music that I listen to. It really is. Yeah. Like I have certain songs also that I listen to on a regular that like really just get me in like such a good vibe.
1: What are some of those tracks?
0: Um, they change, but right now I love the song Gratitude, Londrell. Sure. You know that one?
1: Yeah, yeah. We're talking Londrell, here, yeah. It's great.
0: Like that's one that I love listening to. Um I love your track, The Cellular Upgrade One.
1: Oh, thank you. With yeah,
0: activation.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That, I remember when I first heard that, I was like, what? Yeah, this that's, is that's... like the <laughs> best song ever.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I felt the same once when I heard... Oh, that's it's a hit. Us, yeah. So I felt the same. Yeah, no. I, we're doing a music video, too. too. Really? Um, yeah, I don't know when it's going to come out, though. We'll see. Yeah.
0: I just, I like songs that... Um, when I listen to them, when I sing to them, I mm-hmm. just feel like it's doing, like it's activating, it's doing mm-hmm. something. It feels really totally. good. When I listen to the lyrics even the gratitude song, it's like, oh, wait, like if you just focus on gratitude and appreciate like being here, you know, like, I don't know, it just
1: yeah.
0: puts me in a good vibe.
1: Totally. totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you have any favorites right now?
1: Um, that's a good question. A lot of, you know, any favorite specifics? I don't know. I feel like I do and I have, um, there's one song of mine I've been listening to a lot that mm-hmm. I have not released yet. I Ooh. tend to do that, like listen to my own music a lot before I release it. Um, and it's got like this really nice string quartet, um, that I'm, feeling really good about Um, but yeah no i think i don't i don't know if i have like i don't have those like daily go-to's i have Mm. in my life of course but right now um yeah i don't i don't think you're probably also
0: making music all the time too (laughs) yeah it's
1: like if i want to hear something i'll just make it yeah but there are there you know i'm definitely very super inspired by other artists and have a very deep appreciation for um, certain artists. And there are certain artists that, when they come out with something, I'm like just so stoked. You know, there's mm-hmm. a handful of them that I want to listen to every single song that they put out. You know, that's the um, best. Yeah, and a lot of them are not what people would expect. You know, a lot of them are like, like Olaf Arnold's is probably my top right now. Um, he's a classical composer that also uses beats and stuff to integrate that into his oh, nice. music, yeah, which is super cool. Um, I really love Yon-C uh, and Sigaros and what they're doing. and um, yeah, there's, there's some different kind of like non-electronic people that are, are very inspirational to me.
0: Very cool. It's cool to have the, that inspiration and flow when you're creating stuff to, as well. Yeah, probably. it's
1: important. Oh, it's so important.
0: I feel like the same, like I, I identify as being an artist first and foremost. So whenever I'm like inspired by something or someone, it just, it just
1: sparks so much more creativity in me. Do you feel like coaching is kind of like one of your artistic expressions, or is that just more like of a, like a passion in a different way?
0: Um, I view my business as an art, yeah. more, more so of the way that I show up online Got it. And like the,
1: it's like the whole thing
0: experience I create yeah. when right, people come see. across my content. Um, but that's one, that's a
1: great thing to hold, by the way. What? It's a great thing to hold, just that vibration. Mm. You know. But sorry, that's continue. No,
0: thanks was. for for pointing that out. Yeah. Sure. Um. Yeah, the uh, something I'm big on is helping people unleash their expression, though their fullest expression, mm-hmm. and I realized more in the last year that. Um, that that's a really core theme of the work that I do. Like sure, I help people manifest their dreams and make more money and share their gifts with the world. It always comes back to self-expression though, like to to manifest the things that you want and to attract and to grow your business and to build your empire. it, It really always comes back to your expressing yourself and like owning your gifts and your magic. So that's like a big part of what I do. Um,
1: I love that.
0: Yeah. And I like getting creative with all of it. Yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. But I've been an artist my whole life. I used to make pendants. People, okay. a lot of people know me for my pendants from How before. I was... pendants? Actually, I might have one if you want me to show you. Sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Real quick. It's actually right here. I used to make these, um,
1: Crystal oh, pendants. Joe, those are legit pendants.
0: Oh yeah, they're I called. I was
1: expecting that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I had to get up to show you. So, <laughs> they are power pendants. So they're like all sculpted with uh, polymer wow. clay. Yeah, I still make that them is, at times. I don't make them as much as I used to, but I do. Can
1: I see that one more time. I know yeah. we're in the middle of a podcast. We'll <laughs> that's so cool. Hold man.
0: on, let me. So it's got moonstone, smoky yeah, there quartz. there you go.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's. Uh... That's legit. Isn't that heavy?
0: It is. It is. But it's and like it's, a
1: power piece, kind
0: of. Yeah, well, it's called, they're called power pendants. Oh, right. <laughs> for a reason, you know? Right, 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 right. So, so, yeah, it's my art. Very cool. Yeah, thanks for letting me share it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to share all of your magic and art and medicine with yeah. this with me on this podcast and with the world as a whole i so appreciate that
1: yeah thanks for having me i appreciate it
0: yeah and so where can people find you and learn more about you listen to your music check out your music course if you want to share all the sure, things yeah
1: um i mean the course is the org. just go there and you of cool. course um if you want to find more on me or my music you Knows listening to me on Spotify, Apple Music, all the things. Just type in "Equanimous," E-Q-U-A-N-I-M-O-U-S. and then um, if you're like, you know, stay connected, message me, whatever. Instagram, um, my handle is Equanimous Love, so E Q U A N I M O U S Love, and uh, yeah, I'm on YouTube, all the things as well. And happy to connect there.
0: Sweet, and I will check. I will uh, put all these links in the show notes for those of you listening, so you can just easily click whatever and. Go find and follow Nate online. Listen to his music. It's amazing. And Mm -hmm. tag us when you listen. Tag us on Instagram, on your Insta story. When you listen to this podcast, we would love to say hi and connect with you.
1: Yeah, that'll be fun. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much, Nate.